Happy Friday. I'm Brian Colbert Kennedy, and this is Important, Not Important, the most important science news, how to think about it, and what you can do about it. You can find the digital version and links to everything at importantnotimportant.com slash newsletter or right from your show notes. It's Friday, April 16th. Let's get into it. This week, Biden's climate disclosures, Johnson & Johnson on pause, odds of being infected post-vaccination, biotech's next decade, the EU draws up AI rules, and just in time. Big announcement, we're giving away a $250 gift card to Bookshop. And all you have to do to enter is share the newsletter today, like right now, with one friend. Use your unique referral link from the email, and you get entered into the raffle. The more you share, the better chances you have, because one successful referral is one entry ticket. If you're already a subscriber to our email, open it up and hit the share button. If you only listen to us here, go to importantnotimportant.com to sign up and get your referral link. All right, this week, should I jump? Every single one of us has stood on the cusp of some giant leap into a lake, into a job, into a relationship, into an investment, etc. In that crucial moment, we throw all of the information that we have against our ancient lizard brain, the same one that protected us from tigers, but struggles like hell with correlation versus causation and basically fails entirely when it comes to probabilistic thinking. For example, even when we know the odds, some of us sweat visibly about our 747 nosediving into a barn when we're significantly more likely to die in a car wreck. Knowing the full story, knowing real overwhelming odds gives most of us the perspective we need to make rational decisions, to weigh benefits versus risks. Sometimes those odds are available and occasionally very clear and we choose correctly. The mRNA vaccines are superb and while the technology is new-ish and long-term efficacy is essentially being tested live on all of us, millions of recipients with statistically few side effects and a very small number of infections, more on that below, post-vaccination means the overwhelmingly rational choice is to get that shot yesterday. Should the FDA and CDC have paused Johnson & Johnson shots to study a very small number of blood clot issues in a very specific demographic? I don't know. On the one hand, I'd say it's a pandemic. Just don't give them to that demographic. More people are going to die by pausing it for a week. Let's go. While on the other, I'd sure like everybody to have as much confidence in these vaccines as I can. We know that we bring biases and emotions into every decision, that we are prone to thinking fast, but also capable of thinking slow, both are useful. One will make you jump into the lake because it's rad. The other will remind you that you have children to feed, damn it, and you have no idea what and how many boulders lie right beneath the surface. One will make you say, well, we're fucked, let's geoengineer the skies. And the other will remind you that we absolutely have no idea what that will do, but Snowpiercer didn't make it feel appealing, so let's study it, but mostly try to reduce emissions to nothing. Our job is to think slow for you to gather as much reputable information as we can, and then communicate the broader picture and new odds of safety as soon as those are available. Communication is everything. Learn the entire story, get context, judge the risk, take action, make the leap. All right, this week in climate change and clean energy news, bring me receipts. Tired, voluntary climate risk disclosures. Wired, mandatory, internationally standardized climate risk disclosures. Electric, regulations to require real-world actions on shitty disclosure results. Here's what that means. It's only a matter of time before the EU and UK regulate climate risk disclosures in businesses, portfolios, etc. 
And the U.S. isn't far behind, as Biden's about to sign an executive order to combat risks in every corner of the government. What matters after all that is how new regulations are enforced. In the meantime, disclosures might come whether companies like them or not. From Bloomberg Green, efforts to identify and attribute global emissions will get a boost from satellites to be launched by a consortium including Carbon Mapper, the state of California, NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory, and Planet Labs Incorporated. Data collected by the satellites will pinpoint and measure sources of methane and carbon dioxide, as well as more than two dozen other environmental indicators, the group said in a statement on Thursday. The first two satellites are set to launch in 2023, with more to be added two years later. While greenhouse gas observations from space can be affected by cloud cover, precipitation, and varying light intensity, the ability to attribute leaks to individual polluters is getting closer as more satellites that offer greater precision and more frequent coverage are launched. So here's your action step. This is all great, but none of it matters unless we restore voting rights and end gerrymandering in the U.S. right now. Any bill passed to fight the climate crisis will be walked right back by a party addicted to power, profits, and white supremacy. Join up with the Pod Save America crew on 420 to text your reps to support HR1. In COVID news, never tell me the odds. I'm kidding. It's just a great quote. The whole point of today's email is to tell you the odds. Understand this. Of the 66 million Americans that have completed a full course of vaccinations, just 0.009% became infected. And you can go deeper. Just 5,800 cases of breakthrough infections out of 66 million. 40% of infections were in folks over 60. 29% of cases, uh, so about 1,700, were asymptomatic. Most of the rest were mild. Just 7%, about 406, of those infected were hospitalized, and only 74 have died, 1%. What it means, 74 deaths is, of course, a brutal loss for 74 families, but no COVID vaccine provides for 100% protection. How could someone become infected after being vaccinated? Folks with compromised immune systems may not be able to marshal the same response as others, or a frontline worker, or particularly a medical worker, might be exposed to an unusually high viral load and become overwhelmed. Nevertheless, these cases remain exceedingly rare. Your action step. Get your shots. Wait two weeks. Do the math and wear a mask when it makes sense to protect yourself and others. In medicine and biotech, the next frontier is inside your bag of flesh. Between climate and COVID, biotech flies fairly under the radar, save for the mRNA vaccines that are saving billions of lives. We've come a long way, but the next 25 years could seem like science fiction which could be terrifying or great if the sector is a hell of a lot more inclusive than the last 25. From Nature, today, sequencing a human genome takes just about $100 in a few hours compared with the decades of effort and billions of dollars spent on the first three gigabase genome. This means the DNA of an increasingly representative and diverse slice of the world's population will be sequenced. A million or so human genomes have been sequenced to date, and 60 million genomes are projected by 2025, with another 100 million just in China by the decade's end. In tandem, smart devices and wearables will make mass phenotyping a reality. In the new era of human and holobiont real-world research, wearables and in-home sensors will provide longitudinal data enabling detailed parsing of hitherto ill-defined states related to nutrition, health, and disease. Crucially, it may also provide direction on how and when to intervene. And that's just the start. Your action step? 
Harnessing world-changing technology for good requires having people in office who understand it. Podcast Amanda Littman runs Run for Something. They support candidates 40 and under from the municipal level up to the state offices, and their recent endorsements were 56% women, 27% LGBTQIA, 57% BIPOC, and 77% from low-income backgrounds. You can support them right in the link in the newsletter, or even better, run for something yourself. In food and water news, feed the people. COVID relief is coming, but for many children in the U.S., hunger remains. I cannot describe how quickly this turns me into the Hulk. From Politico, Congress first created the $2 billion a month program called Pandemic EBT or PEBT last spring during the early days of the pandemic when schools were shuttered to give households a debit card to buy groceries. Lawmakers extended it for the whole school year in September as families continued to grapple with school disruption. The slow rollout shows the pitfalls of standing up to new bureaucratic channels during an emergency. It also could be exacerbating alarmingly high rates of child hunger. One in six households with children is reporting they do not have enough food to eat, a rate much higher than even in the depths of the Great Recession. What that means, multiple studies have shown that food insecurity and hunger in toddlerhood and earlier predict lower cognitive and social-emotional skills in kindergarten. That's not a casual link, folks, but for the richest country in the world, it's completely inexcusable nonetheless. Your action step? Set up a monthly donation of any amount to Feeding America and then email us a screenshot of the receipt. We'll match all donations up to $5,000 before Sunday night. In AI news, stay in your sandbox. AI ethics are all the rage. Well, there's a fair amount of rage around AI ethics, whether it's Google firing the female BIPOC identifying members of their AI ethics team or U.S. police departments using shitty face tracking. What it means... AI development needs to be paired with regulations for behavior that's unethical. The EU is making progress, following up a 2020 white paper with potential penalties of 4% of global annual turnover for offenders. So your action step? Get a broader perspective by reading Atlas of AI, Power, Politics, and the Planetary Costs of Artificial Intelligence by Kate Crawford. And the roundup, Google Earth's new time-lapse climate change view is incredible. Fucking Tucker Carlson has the top Facebook post on the planet right now, and it's about how the vaccines don't work. And we're just going to let that fly because what's another half a million dead from disinformation, right? France banned domestic flights shorter than two and a half hours and is offering cash money for e-bikes in exchange for ditching your car. A lot of carbon offsets are bullshit, but some, like crushed rocks, might not be. Related, Facebook's still a climate misinformation cesspool. The battery revolution is finally here. Here's why. Will QuantumScape take the cake? The U.S. can get to 100% electric vehicles by 2035, and among many other benefits, it'll save, uh, let me check my notes, $2.7 trillion and 150,000 lives. There used to be 2.5 million T-Rex. Billion. T-Rex. Hey, we got some podcasts in the news. Kelp god Bren Smith added smart monitoring to his East Coast underwater ocean farm. I love that guy. Doctors Dawn Wright and Ayanna Elizabeth Johnson may both be contenders to be the next NOAA directors. Nice. Molly Peterson takes a look at how California will try to fix their long-standing nursing home disaster. Hana Kajimura says all birds will only use wool from regenerative sources by 2025. And Fred Gutenberg has paired up with Brady to prevent gun violence. All right, that's it for this week. And it was a long one. Uh, to go deeper in any of the news or to find your action steps, just go to importantnotimportant.com slash newsletter. Thank you as always for being a part of our community and thanks for giving a shit.
Have a great weekend, everyone.